This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, friends. Welcome. I am so happy to have you. I'm like really jazzed up, and I think it has to do with my guest. She is a 4-6 Sibelinic manifester. I'm so excited. She's a certified human design teacher. She's into all kinds of things, Reiki, hypnotherapy. I think I saw EFT in there. I saw a whole bunch of stuff. You're into a lot of things. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. But also, I know you said that I am a unicorn, but to me, a Sibelinic manifester is like, you're like a unicorn with a batter, with like a jetpack on. <laughs> you are you're so unique but you have like power so everybody please welcome holly to the show welcome holly hello oh my gosh i'm genuinely so excited to be here and have this conversation good good i'm glad to have you and i'm glad that you found me because that's how i've been trying to work the podcast is waiting for people to come and ask to be on which it's so foreign to me to do, but I'm, that's what I'm doing. And then you serendipitously came to me and now we're going to talk about being a manifester, but first I want to know a little bit more about you, Holly. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Like you said, I am a four, six splenic manifester. Uh, if you haven't picked it up from my accent, I am Australian. I'm on the mm -hmm. other side of the world from most people. Um, and human design and spirituality over this side of the world in this hemisphere is not really a thing. It's not <laughs> when we're not super into it in the Southern hemisphere. Oh, so really? um, yeah. So a lot of my work is, is with Americans and Canadians and Europeans, which is, is really cool. Actually, it always gives me kind of a sense of diversity and, you know, expansiveness. Um, I operate under the banner of spiritual teacher, but that's really mm -hmm. just because it makes me feel like I don't have to comply with anything and I don't have yes. to follow any particular set Fluid. of rules, right? <laughs> Always moving, doing whatever I like. Um, but largely what I do for, for my business and for my work is that I facilitate an online community of manifestors um, and I teach human design to manifestors and really help them kind of discard all the non-manifesta stuff we have so much deconditioning and wound mm -hmm. healing as manifestors I think all all of us as non-sacrals have it too mm -hmm. um but I you know I kind of came into human design a few years ago and I it, it fascinated me and I wanted to learn about it and I really enjoy that journey of mastery you know I've defined ego it's that's like mm -hmm. self-competition self-discipline I really mm -hmm. love it which is why I have so many other qualifications as well because they're all just things that have interested me and I want to achieve them and I achieve them and then they sit in my toolbox ready mm -hmm. to be used if I desire to in the future mm -hmm. um but human design really really kind of lit me up because it was the first uh almost like the first descriptive system that I had seen that yeah. I actually actually felt represented me um and I, I now can see in retrospect that that's a very manifesto experience too, to feel like we're not really encapsulated in other things. Mm -hmm. Like I was kind of being tired of, of uh, being told like, oh, you're just very creative or you're just very passionate or you're emotional. Or I was like, but that's, those things are not, they're not me. They're not yeah. all of me, right? I have yeah. this diversity of like, sometimes I'm very powerful and sometimes I need to rest and sometimes I am creative but it's not conceptual creativity right yeah. like I don't I don't want to sit down and build craft I just I just want to right I just I want to make things that change the world that's all <laughs> yeah I, I can't very, paint very or draw yeah I totally <laughs> I totally feel you on that because my personality son is gate one which is a gate of creative self-expression right and it really threw me for a loop because I'm like I don't know how to draw like I don't paint I didn't feel like a creative person Yep. And then I really looked into it and it's just, as you said, it's not simply about making pretty pictures or singing or dancing. It's about birthing something into this world and creating mm -hmm. something that could possibly make a change for one person or a thousand. And yeah. that's really what I grabbed onto when I thought about creative self-expression. And it really opened my mind as to what that could possibly be. Because that was one of the times when I was like, I don't, I don't I'm not creative. I don't think this is, I don't know 
this is right. <laughs> right, then, exactly. Yeah. And, and when I, I look, really at, look at it, when I, I have a generator daughter who is a six two. And mm. you know, when I look at her, she's definitely got that two line creativity, mm-hmm. right? Where she builds things and she does craft and she paints and she's been doing it since she was a you know a baby since she was 18 months old mm-hmm. um and that's not that's not my creativity and yeah, that's not either. you know I I birth things I create things but it's just to initiate them and just to get yeah. them made so I love that human design gave me some language around that and gave me some sense of belonging and I just I wanted to give other manifestors the same experience I wanted us to not not feel isolated and not feel alone. Very line four, right? I just, yeah. I just want everyone to Total feel seen and connected, right? I just want you to feel loved. That's all. It's so, and it's so great because you're pretty rare. And a lot of the dialogue behind a manifester is that you're angry or, you know, like you're a lot or you're like very, almost like abrasive. And Whenever I read for a manifesto, I'm like, I'm like, your signature is peace. Your signature is peace. You're not here to be an abrasive, angry person, but (laughs) sometimes that's how the energy is going to come through. And for me, I, I really enjoy that. I feel like when, especially someone like you, who's been studying this for a really long time, when you're really in it, like you can really show the other manifestors, just like you're doing, you're like, look, it's okay to be all these different sides of a manifester and oh yeah rest hello please rest because it's so I feel like it's so hard for manifestors to rest they feel like maybe they're failing or they're not they're not just not doing it correctly and I can see how they can turn the anger on themselves when it when it doesn't look the way that they think that it should look and I know that can happen for a lot of types but I feel like a lot of times when I see stuff when you talk people are talking about manifestors a lot of it revolves around anger mm-hmm. and I don't want manifestors to be like to think that you're just angry people and I think it's so good that you have like this group of manifestors like you're taking them all and being like it's a look it's okay and as a mental projector I'm pretty rare so whenever I find a mental projector or I talk to somebody a mental projector I'm like <gasps> I am mean, I'm like yes like we we what? see we fit and and it's really neat that you facilitate that for the manifester community yeah there's a place of acceptance in that the ability to see a mirror version of yourself and go on that really just love filled journey of this is all the ways that we are similar and these are all the ways that we are different Mm -hmm. and isn't that magical isn't that magical and so for me I feel like um yes, I initiated this community and yes, it's a lot of work for me to kind of continually show up and initiate for this community, but it's, it's a privilege. It feeds me as much as it feeds everybody else. Cause I get to see myself reflected in thousands of people day in and day out. I don't, you know, I don't feel alone anymore. Exactly. Right. Which is, that's what we all want. And I feel like the initiating power gets more powerful Mm-hmm. The more you, you're all together, you're together, like you band together. And it's just like, I think of like this army of manifestors with big M's, like, here we go. <laughs> like, that's what I see in my head when I think about that. And it's really like revolutionary and I yes. love it so much. Yes. It's because you're here to do the things that I'm here to not do the things. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, this is so neat. Um, so yeah, speaking about doing the things and not doing the things, I wanted to ask you a few questions about being a manifester and if you had to add anything or go on a tangent we'll go that way because that's how (laughs) I roll so my first question is how did you feel when you first found your design and realized what it was yeah I mean I when I first heard about human design which was several years ago I was like go away not interested (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Like I am tired of systems that give me labels. It just, I mean, I have an undefined G center. So it's definitely Mm -hmm. like that resistance there. Like, I don't want you to tell me who I am because you can't capture who I am. And I never feel like I fit into any of the labels anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I, I really felt like that was a, you know, splenic authority. Like I really felt like that was just a current in the spiritual space. It was this like, 
let's all apply labels to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a measure and of numbers. Or I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm a this, Correct. That, the other. Yeah. Right. And what I was witnessing was that that was actually stopping people from being self-aware and being accountable totally and agree. having growth because it was just applying themselves to something external. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I was just like, no, <laughs> go away. I'll be <laughs> over. I'm just going to do my thing over here. Um, and I, I mean, it, like a lot of people speak about human design, it just kept coming at me. It just kept like, oh my God, back into my space, was back the same. into my space, right? It, it was relentless. Like, I went through my Instagram. I'm like, unfollow, unfollow. You, you, <laughs> you talk about human design, I'm unfollowing you. And then I just kept like going, oh, sneaking a look. Right. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I happened to be in a mastermind with a really, really good friend of mine, Eden Carpenter, who does mm-hmm. human design. Yeah, she's this- been on the pod beautiful soul six to emotional manifesting generator she's a phenomenal human being mm-hmm. um and Eden was she was so good at embodying her own design it's really mm-hmm. one of the key features of Eden she's amazing at that and so she was not oppressive about it with mm-hmm. me she was just really like I you know like I got the human design stuff over here Holly it was kind of like she was really like you you'll come get it eventually <laughs> Like, I know, I know you'll be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent a weekend together in LA and oh, shared wow. an Airbnb and kind of went to this retreat together. And I, I don't know what it was about that weekend, but I think I just surrendered to falling down the rabbit hole. Wow. I think I just was like, okay, let's give it up and, and let's go and see if this thing is worth it. And it really it revolutionized everything. I mean, again, looking at my own design, I can understand how that happened, right? Yeah. Like I, I have channel 2644. It's mm-hmm. a channel of surrender. I, surrender is a huge component of my energy mm-hmm. um, as well as being intentionally clear about what I'm doing. So when I do make that decision and say, okay, hands up, I'm just, I'm going to fall into this. I'm going to surrender to it. I'm going to go deep. I'm just going to allow it to be what it is. That's my intention. I'm in it, not outside of it. Um, then magical things happen. They just kind of, you know, unfold. And oh, so, wow. I, yeah, I, I feel like I started co-collaborating <laughs> with human design um, and that sort of spun a whole new journey that I hadn't foreseen would occur. Yeah, that is so cool. I love that you just kind of gave yourself over to it after you informed, you're like, I'm informing you. I'm about to be Alice in Wonderland. So see you guys later, <laughs> which is great. so great, which yeah. is so good. Um, what is your least favorite and most favorite part about being a manifester? Oh, golly. Um, so many things. I think <laughs> <laughs> my least favorite part, like as an individual experience, as a personal experience. Yeah, like right is, now, yeah. Yeah, it's the fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the need for us to go through rest cycles, like these unpredictable, unending, uncontrollable rest cycles yep. can just feel so debilitating it can honestly feel so debilitating and not because you know oh it's just really nice to be in a creative cycle or um people don't understand rest cycles it's because it's really hard to understand for yourself when you're in it right it it feels like you are just about to like get hit with the flu right like Mm -hmm. there's two days when you're like I feel really sick something's off I'm really Mm -hmm. tired but I'm not quite sick and I'm not quite well you sit in that space for sometimes months and yeah. months and, and months you're waiting for something to happen you're like right Did something just happen <laughs> right and so there's a lot of like self-questioning and a lot of self-doubt and that's the whole purpose right that's the mm-hmm. whole point is that we do this reflective space and that creates a vacuum for for what is to come next mm-hmm. um but I you know I, I can't even tell you how many rest cycles I've had now and I still I still struggle with them, right? And, and every moment when I'm not struggling with the rest cycle, I feel like I've really won. Like I really yeah. made it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, I get in there, yeah. Yeah, when I've let go of the control, even if it's for a second, I'm like, yes, I did it. And I get so proud of myself. <laughs> I'm here, I made it, right? Yeah. But then yeah. On, the, on the flip side of that, I also, um, I find that it's a real struggle just being a non-sacral in a sacral mm-hmm. world, right? There's a lot of just consistent deconditioning and, um, in particular in the human design space, there's a lot of really unhelpful narrative around yes. manifestors and yes. 
you know, that's something that still kind of irks me and, and bugs me and makes me angry every now and then yeah. and then kind of charges me up to do it differently. So that's kind of my least favourite part. Um, my most favourite part is just the, the individualism. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, I can, I can be surrounded by a whole group of four, six splenic manifestors, exactly like me, and we are completely different. Totally different. We're completely different. We're like, we're not similar at all. And so there's mm-hmm. always this sense of newness with being a manifester that even in my experience, watching other manifestors in all of my work, it's like as soon as there's a creative urge, life is new. Everything yeah. is new. Everything's fresh. Everything that's gone before is forgotten. And mm-hmm. I don't even care about what's going to come in the future. It's just this like this, oh, I don't know, um, extraordinarily warm and enticing desire to do this one thing right now. And it's like the world is correct on its axis if I just do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's nothing that beats that feeling. I, I always say that like that's our drug as manifested. That's the in the moment. That's what feeling, we live yeah. for. Yeah. And that that really is peace for us. Like we talk a lot about, you know, manifestors need peace and they need to be calm. Like, no, that's, that's not what peace feels like. <laughs> no, no. Peace, peace feels like infinite possibility, infinite oh, potential, cool. right? It's where we can be both yeah. up in the clouds and completely grounded down to earth at the same time where nothing is in our way and nothing's going to stop us like that. That is peace. And it's a really powerful place to be so yeah we basically exist for like months in rest cycles just to get that one one hit at the other end <laughs> you know, you're like yeah I got it all right now it's yeah and again. now I'm tired right now I go back to resting and wait for the yeah. next one to come yeah <laughs> I love what you said about you could be in a room with, with a with a bunch of four six week um, manifestors and you're all different and that's human design and it's not you're all different because you could have different defined centers and gates but it's also not human design. It's your conditioning growing up that can make you like certain things or not like certain things. And human design is such an individual system that for me. And it's, just, it's because of what you, you said. Yes, there's titles. Yes, I'm a three, six mental projector. And there's words that go along with that. But it really empowers me to feel individual when I think mm. about it. And when I look at my chart and go, oh, like, yeah, I've looked at a bunch. I've looked at several other manifesting gener- uh mental projector charts and none of them look like mine so it's kind of neat to just go yes I'm in this group but I'm also a highly individual person and complex depending on conditioning and the environment and all of those things right right and I chose that to me there's a sense of ownership in that of um I'm not randomly like this right this was this was like selected I I wanted this I gave myself everything that I thought that I could need or that I could want to experience what I'm experiencing so mm-hmm. um for me that removes just removes a lot of question marks about my life again very six line like it gives yeah. me the opportunity to to be really objective and look back over my life experience and say oh these things genuinely didn't happen to me right these things yeah. happened for me they were orchestrated most of the time unconsciously but that was because that was what I needed and what I wanted and what grew me and I personally don't really believe in the rhetoric around like um every lesson made me who I am today because I think that lessons can be gentle instead of being harsh right Mm -hmm. um but I I do think that human design kind of gives us a different lens Mm -hmm. to look at that and say oh this is why I had all those experiences this is why I received it this way when somebody else received it a different way. Um, Yeah, there's a, I don't know, it feels like a kind of beautiful, beautiful space of of self-ownership. Yeah, and acceptance too of like, I accept that that's what was going on at that time and that's how I dealt with it at that time. And I'm not gonna beat myself up because of stuff that happened in the past. I accept it. And that's, I do the same thing. When I look at my chart, I'm like, oh, I did probably because of this and a lot of solar plexus conditioning situation but I'm able to like forgive myself and go you know what it's okay because you use the tools that you had at the time and you did your best and now you like you said you can look back on it objectively three six here and Mm -hmm. say I did my best but I see 
I see it. I see the undefined solar plexus. I see my undefined will center. I see my undefined G center a lot in like yeah. my conditioning and it helps me to accept it and go, okay, that's okay. Like yeah. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong. I didn't make mistakes as a third line, especially it's really difficult for me to say that mistakes are good and to be okay mm. with mistakes because I really am a perfectionist and want things to be right the first time. And mistakes feel like failures. Like I'm like, I really messed up and I'm just starting to get into this thing where I'm like, no, these mistakes are necessary and they're here for a reason and jump into the thing. And it's okay. If it doesn't work, like just, yeah. it's okay. You'll be fine. You've survived. Nothing has killed you yet. You're still here. Right. <laughs> yeah. I tell myself. Yeah. So. And I, I personally, I really dislike that conversation in the human design spaces around the three line as well about it being trial and error or success or failure. I think that that's limiting. That's so mm -hmm. limiting to three lines. Scary. And it is, you know, why, and this is kind of, I guess, like one of the things that I'm passionate about in this human design field at the moment is let's change the language, like mm -hmm. we're evolving, we're progressing, the language needs to move with that, you know, can mm -hmm. we reframe that, that understanding of the line threes to say you're adventurous and mm -hmm. you're experimental, it's not about mistakes mm -hmm. or successes or failures or trials or errors, it's just you're experiencing life firsthand. Someone yeah. has to, right? Someone's yeah. got to be the experimenter that just oh, dives so in and sees how it goes. <laughs> I have, I have a, a defined gate 12, which is gate of caution. And it's, I get so like, what if this happens? Well, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, I get very uh, about it. And my knowing that I'm a third line actually gives me the confidence to just say, well, screw it, just go, just try and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So I do look at the third line for me now is more of like a confidence booster mm. of like, well, go ahead. Like, <laughs> let's see what happens. And it's really helped me with my perfectionism and with the energy surrounding the 12. I'm still cautious, but mm. I play it in my head and I'm like, well, what's the worst, absolute worst thing that's going to happen. And usually it's not even a big deal. And so I'll do the thing. Yeah. Like when I started this podcast, I was like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? And nobody listens to it okay, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I like to talk to right. these people anyway. And is so. that a mistake? Is that an error? No, no, because I've met a bunch of people and I've talked to a bunch of people <laughs> right. and I don't really, like I've said before, I don't really market the podcast because I haven't figured out how that works for me yet with my design. And I'm, I'm experimenting with different things, mm, but it. for me, it's like, I don't care. Like if you listen to it, that's great. If you don't, you don't. And I have people who tell me like, well, you know, if you did these ads and if you did this thing, like maybe it would reach more people and that's great, but it doesn't feel authentic to me. Mm. And so the people that I'm reaching now are the, the people that should be hearing it and that want to hear it and other stuff will come in time if it's supposed to. But just like you said, I've met a bunch of people that I would have never, ever met and had conversations about human design, which is like my favorite thing to talk about and so I orchestrated it to be this way and it is what it is and I've had people message me and tell me how much they like it and then I, I'm like great cool I, I don't know how or why but I'm so glad that you like it so yeah it's a it's a really cool thing to to look at the third line and go yeah it's messy and it's a lot of one foot in front of the other but knowing I have it helps me put my feet out there. Helps me go, oh, okay, mm. I'm supposed to. So let's see what it looks like. Yeah, there's a beauty in that. Yeah, there really is. Um, okay, so Holly, if I just found human design mm. and I found out I was a manifester and I didn't know anything about human design at all, what would you want me to know? since we're not really using human design terminology anyway, it can be however you want to, however you want to word it. Yes. Honestly, this is, I have so many people that reach out to me so frequently, right? Like this, like I just discovered that I'm a manifester and all of a sudden these kind of like, like what things are falling, like, what does this all mean? And it, to me, it's, that's so exhilarating because you're different and you're amazing. Like there is nothing else 
like the manifesta energy type to me and, and i you know i feel that same joy about every single one of the energy types i'm not saying manifestors are superior by any means i think that you know generators are incredibly magical and manifesting generators are so powerful and projectors are just oh bliss right and reflectors are just these like wisdom keepers they're phenomenal mm. and manifestors like i i think that we've um all experienced some sense of being discarded somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way right because we're hard to understand we are Mm -hmm. hard to understand and it's hard for us to understand ourselves as well um particularly because we don't see any representation of -hmm. ourselves anywhere and even if we do have other manifestors in our life we can't see through their closed aura right just because Mm -hmm. we're a manifestor doesn't give us an all access pass right like I don't know what other manifestors are thinking and feeling and planning and wanting. Like, <laughs> they, they still have to inform me of yeah. that. Um, so there, you know, I, I think that finally coming into a place that recognizes that and says, mm-hmm. yes, you're different. And that different doesn't make you weird. That different makes you magical. So all of these ways that you have thought that you didn't measure up, And all of these ways that you thought you couldn't keep up and you couldn't be like everybody else and that you were just a little bit too left of center and you had too much desire or you needed too much rest or you talked too much or you were too influential or not influential enough. Mm -hmm. All of those things that you have either known that you felt for your whole life or they've just been simmering under the surface. Now you get to understand them. Now you get to see them for what they actually are. And that's just... I mean, what a healing process that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I, I think so that, awesome. right, we're really coming into a time, particularly if you're, you know, you're really into human design and, and understanding um, the seven-year paradigm shift mm-hmm. that Ra spoke about. And, you know, we're right in the thick of that. Yeah. Uh, we're in our third year of the shift. And um, to me, as a person in this position, in this role, as a teacher to other manifestors, I am so jazzed. I'm like, I'm here and I'm ready for it because there's a reclamation now Mm -hmm. for manifestors. We've kind of lived in these very subdued shadows for Mm -hmm. a long time, centuries now. And now there's a space. Society's rebuilding. Mm -hmm. It's, It's progressing. We've crumbled and now we're literally rebuilding a new collective experience moving forward. And, and who else should be, at the forefront of that progression and i'm not talking about leadership i'm just talking about like you know initiating initiating power correct like (laughs) that's manifestors Mm -hmm. that's that's why we're here guys that's why you came here right now for this (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's time to go so let's go yay i love that so much and i when i got one of my first readings uh i'll never forget one of my um mentors told me, he said, the majority of information about human design is not for you. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. He's like, it's for all the other, you are different. And I feel the same way about manifestors is a lot of the information is skewed one way and you just kind of have to look at it and go, oh, okay. So a lot of this isn't about me. And that really helped me a lot. Um, and as, a I have an undefined identity center, but I always really struggled with <clears throat> wanting to identify myself in things. And so like looking at the human design charts and going, oh, I'm a projector. So I'm these things. And he was like, well, you're a mental projector. So no, no, you're over here. <laughs> you're closer to a reflector really, but you're in your own thing. And just don't try to, cause I've always wanted to be something. I was a little opposite from you. And my conditioning was I wanted to have a title. I wanted to have a name and a place that I lived and I stayed here forever and all my friends. And like, this was it. I wanted to have an identity. I wanted people to look at me and go, Oh, that's Chanel Turner. We know who she is. Like, Mm. because in school I was very shy and I never had, nobody knew who I was. (laughs) I was very quiet. I was very, very shy. It's weird. I have a defined throat and that's like my main source of power I feel like anyway and I was very quiet and shy as a child and a lot of it had to do with just like you said I didn't feel like I like I wanted to fit like I was trying to make myself fit and I didn't fit and I was like well obviously there's something wrong with me if I'm Mm. not if I can't fit 
and do these things and go to college and get a degree and go up this ladder the way that I'm supposed to and have everybody go, look, look, this is where she's at now. This is where she's at now. Do you see this? This is where she's at. I'm a zigzag. I'm all over the place. And I thought that that was bad. And I thought that that was wrong. And I had a mother who told me to make up my mind and that I was too influenced by other people because I had a lot of different friends. And she's like, oh, you don't like that thing. You just like that because they do. And I realized I was like, yes, that is true. Now I know because of my undefined G, that's correct. Like I like this person because they like this thing and I like this thing too, but then I like these things over here. And that doesn't mean like that I don't know who I am, but it was very much pushed into me that you need to figure out who you are and you're not doing it right as a child. I was just figure it out, figure it out. And I was just like, I don't know. So I think it's really cool for you to talk about human design in a way that's like, we don't have to pay attention so, so hard to the words that are used. We don't have to pay attention so hard to the rhetoric and to the limiting things that people put you in. It's more of an individual thing and it's more, it's here to lift you up and it's here to make you feel good about yourself. There's really nothing in your human design chart that should make you feel bad about yourself. Mm, And for me, those things that did make me feel bad about myself initially were the things I really needed to look at parts of my chart that I really need to go, Oh, like I was running away from these emotions, especially I, I was deflecting this because I thought it would be easier to not feel things. It's, yeah. It was easier for me to be up here in my Ajna safe and not feel things. And now I'm realizing that I have to feel all this stuff, especially as a mental projector, like that's the thing. So it's, it's, it's difficult for me. And I'm realizing more and more as I'm getting into the experiment that it's looking totally different than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited yeah. about it. For everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. not what I thought the journey would be. Whoop, here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's nice, but at the same time, I'm like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? And most of the time, anytime I ask my mentors or I sound bored with somebody and they're like, if you're asking yourself, if you're doing it right, like a million times, that probably means that whatever you're doing is right. You just don't know what it, you don't know what you're doing. It's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and you're so concerned with doing it right. Like, that's my thing. Like, I want to do it things correctly. And it's like, you just need to be doing it. It's not oh, right or wrong. And so, wow, that was just a whole tangent about <laughs> stuff. But that's how I liked it, though. I, I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting, I'm getting more into my voice and more confident when I speak. And this podcast has really changed that for me. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Um, I think, oh, I have one more question for you and then we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but I like this question. So we're going to ask it. If you could trade types with anyone for, with any type for one week, one week, and then you just go back and everything's normal and fine. So it doesn't change anything in the world or with you. Mm. I have to preface. (laughs) What type would you like to like try on like an outfit and then change? That That is the best question I've ever been asked. Um, (laughs) I, I think I would actually say, and this surprises me, I think I would say I want to be an MG for a week, which that's funny because I kind of struggle most with MGs (laughs) because I feel like the manifesto MG relationship is pretty fraught usually. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to just have an actual experience of what it feels like to be able to initiate and like be that, you know, the power and the force and I've got my urge and I'm going to pursue it, but also have the energy to keep up with the rest Motor. of the world. Oh my God. I just, and to be I, like loud and big and like, whoa, I'm into this and now I'm here. And I mean, you're, <laughs> you're kind of like that anyway, as a manifester, especially splenic, but you're right. The uniqueness of having the motor to keep going is keep like going. Like, yeah. And to do that consistently and not ever mm-hmm. question like, can I actually see this through and when do I need to put it down and when do I need to hand it away? But to be like, you know what, I can, I can keep this forever. And I can also keep 25 other things forever if I really want (laughs) to do that too. Right. And I, you know, I feel like um, manifesting generators, I, I adore them. I think that they're an incredibly valuable. They're very attractive. They are right. They're, they're very charismatic. Um, And they're also the type that I have had the most experience with just 
kind of not being able to see the world outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost as like they're so self-sufficient and they can get anything they want and bring themselves anything that they want because they can initiate and respond, right? Mm-hmm. That they kind of go like, oh, I just really can't see why you're different. Like, mm-hmm. y- why aren't you like this? Right? Yes, and I that, agree. You know, that probably comes from my own experience. Like my, my father is a splenic manifester as well. And my mother is an emotional manifesting generator. Oh, wow. um, and in my family, like my dad being a splenic manifester, he's a one three. So he has spent his whole life just being like, oh, I'm going over here. I'm going to do this thing and I'll just play with it for as long as I feel like. And then so I'm done. I'll put it down. It doesn't matter if it's complete or not. Oh, I'll go over to the other thing. And right. My dad like bounced and bounced and bounced and bounced. And he was certainly um, kind of a social archetype of that being okay. Right. He was mm-hmm. a white upper middle-class middle-aged male. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no problem with him just doing whatever the hell he wanted. Right. Um, and you know, my mother was very and continues to be to this day like just really against that like the whole conversation in my family was if you are ever like that that's bad Mm -hmm. don't don't be that you've got to be like this you've got to be like me you've got to be consistent and you've got to show up and you've got it my mom has a defined g-center I'm undefined you know she's like you got to know who you are and you got to know where you're going because everybody can and you got to, you know, like do all of the things and keep it all together and show up day after day after day. And um, me trying to do that and trying to achieve that and trying to not be these characteristics that were so scorned in my family, but were in fact almost exactly the same yeah. <laughs> as my core characteristics. Um, that just, it made me really sick. I got a chronic illness as a teenager and it, you know, it, it almost took me out there was only a 50% survival rate on it and so I spent most of my teen years and my my 20s incredibly ill incredibly sick until I started to kind of tap back into okay maybe my life doesn't have to be like this like maybe I don't have to try and continuously keep up and I don't have to be this person Mm -hmm. that people are telling me to and that's when things really shifted but um yeah that's why I say I'm surprised <laughs> I'd like to be a manifesting generator because I feel like they're kind of the most abrasive energy type. Yeah, it's so funny because that's exactly what I said when I was, because I was thinking about these questions when I was writing them. I'm like, well, what would I pick? And I'm in my head, I'm like, I think I'd pick generator. And then I was like, you know what? If it's just for a week, I would want to go balls to the wall and be a manifesting generator because that's like <laughs> generator on steroids. And then like it you is. said, you get to have all these other experiences and they're incredibly attractive. Hmm. And you, you as a manifester and me as a mental projector, we're not as within our types, just with our types, we're not particularly attractive. No. <laughs> like I reach into people's souls and freak them out. <laughs> and you are just like, I'm, I'm, you can't see me. I'm not, you can't get, you can't get in here. You're not getting in here. Like, (laughs) that's kind of one of the challenges of of really allowing yourself to embody this manifesto energy as well. It's this appreciation of like, I'm to everyone else, I'm closed. So I'm unpredictable and they never really know where I'm coming at. But whenever I'm up in your space, I'm actually, I'm actually really like a catalyst. I I have no intention of doing that, but I'm, my energy is just initiating you. It's just pushing Mm -hmm. all of your buttons and all of these areas that your soul wants to expand into. My energy goes, great. Let's open (laughs) that doorway for this person. And people are like, what? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So like, and as a, as a four, six, like I can't have shallow conversations. Mm -mm, Uh, That's, Um, you know, my, my Mars, like my vocation here in life is gate 48. It's depth. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm the deep. Well. That's all I do is deep things. I can't do like shallow things. I'm always initiating people. And um, it can sometimes feel like as a manifester, like, oh, I recognize, I recognize how other people are receiving this. And yet I'm completely helpless to do anything about it. Because yes. if I try to limit myself, then it all goes pear-shaped and I end up angry or I resent myself or, you know, like I get wounded or, and ironically, the more I limit myself, the less other people accept me anyway. Yeah. So I, it's like, there's no avenue to go down except, 
I just thought it'd be me. Unapologetically you. Correct. Yeah. And and let the debris lie where it where it gets here, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) People are magnetized or repelled and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, manifesting generators, I hope you feel special because we both pick you. <laughs> I want to be you when I we go. We want to be you for one week only, and then we go back because then I think my heart would explode. Uh, Agreed. Yes, yes, yes. But, oh my gosh! So that's really all the questions I have. But if there's anything else that you want to share about manifestors or really anything human design, the floor is yours. Oh my gosh! All the all the choices. Um, I feel like one of the things that I speak about a lot and is probably important, you know, for any manifestors listening who have perhaps kind of like fallen into the human design space is to really understand what informing actually is. Mm. And this is a, it's a big catching point for manifestors. Yep. Firstly, because it's not actually our strategy, right? It's our, our energetic strategy is to initiate. That's why we initiate easily and it's natural. And the only trouble that we have with that is when we stop ourselves from doing it and try to limit that and hold it back. Um, so for everyone else, when we talk about strategy, right? Like our generators are responding and our manifesting generators are responding and, and projectors receive invitations and that, you know, just happens naturally. And um, I think probably reflectors get one of the hard deals as well. Like you guys mm-hmm. just wait a whole lunar cycle. Wait. <laughs> just- just wait a whole month before you. You think you waited long enough? Just wait some more. That's wait fine. A little bit more. A little bit more, and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. So I think reflectors do get a hard gig as well. But um, even in saying that, there's there's a naturalness to that rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For manifestors, because our strategy is to initiate, but we get told our strategy is to inform. We we don't realize that informing is actually just a technique. It's yeah. not. It's not a natural energetic strategy. No, it's, it's not. It does not come natural to the manifester at no. all. It's a conscious behavior. Mm-hmm. We actually have to neurologically program ourselves into doing this. And that means like repetition. Mm-hmm. You got to be conscious. You got to show up. You got to do it multiple times a day. I often say to manifestors who are just starting with informing, like set a reminder on your phone for 10 times a day. And just. Wow inform get it done get it done get it done because then it becomes it's never comfortable but it does become rote it does become you know just a natural behavioral response because your brain's not thinking about it anymore but um again you know in these kind of human design um teaching spaces the conversation is oh manifestors need to just inform before they initiate Mm. and i i want to gouge eyeballs out i really (laughs) there's no order to this operation don't do that to people (laughs) there is no mechanics like that it is not a one two three step process Mm. like we cannot stop before we initiate so that we inform like are you mad that's we're here to inform because informing really essentially just energetically opens up a little gateway in that closed aura Mm -hmm. right and so it's not about it's not about informing people of what your plans are or what your actions are going to be most of the time you have no idea what they are as a splenic manifester i'm lucky if one percent of the time i (laughs) know what's going on right i don't have plans my life is um but it's informing is saying this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm feeling if i have a plan here's what the plan is this is what Mm -hmm. i'm doing right now this is what i don't want this is Mm -hmm. what i don't desire this is what doesn't feel good this is the support i want from you or the support that i don't want from you like that yeah it's kind of this like take the inner monologue and make that an outer dialogue right and that's a phrase i captured from day luna who i did a lot of work with two beautiful projectors Mm -hmm. so i won't like credit to that but i it really is releasing that kind of equation. Mm-hmm. You know, better before you initiate, you better stop and you better inform. And then, then you can go ahead and do something as if it's this very kind of neat, ordered. That's why process. I got so hung up in mind too. It was like, okay, you're a mental projector. So before you accept the invitation, you have to think about it in multiple physical places, bounce it off multiple people. And then say yes, but it still might not be the right invitation. You don't know. And it's just, it's, it's very, it's so vague. 
It is. And it's so like the way that people talk about it is like you said, you have to do it in a certain order or it doesn't Mm -hmm. count. You didn't do it right. And for me as a third line, three, six, my order is do the thing like that. Like just do it. Just do it. Just do the thing. And then your, your processing will come after your environmental authority, soundboarding authority that comes after. And when I learned Mm -hmm. that, when I had a reading done and I learned that my process could come a little bit after I start, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because I was trying to order this and it doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I think that it's humans trying to take very 5D energetic concepts and put them into this kind of structural 3D understanding. And that's really easy to do when you are talking about energy types that are not yours right things that you don't have firsthand (laughs) experience of right yeah it's really easy to say to projectors like we'll just wait for the invitation that's all you got to do and just manifest it's just inform before you have do your niche work on the things you like study the things you like and all these invitations (laughs) will rain down upon you we'll be able to see with clarity like yes this one no not this one no, it's and not like that at reflectors. all. I have to assume, I do have a handful of reflectors in our space, which is beautiful, but I have to assume that for them, like consistently being told, guys, just wait 28 days. That's all you need to do. Just wait 28 days and then you'll be this fount of wisdom and life will <laughs> all be grand. Like that's not, that's no. not reality. Reality is so much more fluid and so mm-hmm. much more nuanced and where what we're talking about here is that we're applying language to energy and yes, I love energy that. doesn't yes. always fit our language. language. So sometimes it's not the energy that needs to change. It's the language mm-hmm. that needs to change. Mm-hmm. And we need to have this openness with each other to experience the different ways that people are embodying their yeah. own energy. And it's okay if you don't know what the language to use yet. Yeah. It's okay if you're, if you're confused as to what this energy is or what this feeling is and you can't pin it down and go, Oh, I'm a projector. So this must be what bitterness feels like, or this must mm-hmm. be what this feels like. It just, it is what it is for me. Bitterness shows up in so many different ways. I don't even know it's bitterness until I think about it until I really pull on the it and go, Oh, this is, this is deep down. This is because I'm bitter about X, Y, Z. So yeah, absolutely. I love that you say that the language isn't as important as the energy. And sometimes we're going to need to have to, well, a lot of times we're going to have to need to adjust the language to fit the energy and it may be adjusted again and again. And it's a fluid thing where it's not, we're not, we're not trying to figure it out. We're not trying to pin it down and go, this is what this is. Oh, this is what this is. And this, this is definitely this and it never changes. (laughs) We're fluid and all of us are changing. And because of my energy type, I've really like tried to grasp onto that fact because it feels very foreign, very foreign to me. Um, I want to be logical and I want it all to make sense. And I want to follow steps. I love like order of operations is like my favorite thing ever to have like, okay, you do this and this and this and this, and I'm really good at prioritizing and doing stuff that way. It's a projector thing, but it's not what I'm here for. It's not, Mm. it might be like a little talent I have. It's almost like, oh, I can juggle because I know how to prioritize or I can do these things but it's not what I'm here for. It's not what my unique energy was put here for. It's just a little bit I was given probably to help me wait tables. Because <laughs> it makes right? it a lot easier. Yeah, there's this, I, I think that we, thankfully I'm witnessing that we're starting to um, just collectively come into this experience of seeing value in other people, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting to see the value in difference between yes, others and that, that, skills are also not the same as purpose and not the same as alignment and you know my husband is a beautiful example of that he's a four six splenic projector so we're oh wow very similar and then vastly different (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) hugely different right yeah yeah yeah. the four six you're like ah and then (laughs) and then no we're totally (laughs) um and you know he he has just had a, a 20 year very successful career as a project manager in the IT space he's got a defined ajna he's a projector he's got a defined root he's splenic right he's definitely got these abilities to just 
prioritize inflammation and categorize things and see systems and um you know his conscious son is gate 18 like he knows how to identify problems and provide the solutions yes like he's he's got it nailed except that he was never fulfilled for 20 years not once mm. <laughs> did he ever feel fulfilled fulfilled or recognized enough or validated in that mm -hmm. um and so for the last five years he's been working on building a side business as a custom furniture maker and has just just in the last two weeks he's gone full-time <gasps> oh that's so cool which is yeah I it's awesome that. it's this, like that. big leap for a projector like yeah. you know whereas i was like I will get rid of everything in my life and start a business online. Why not? Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, my husband took five years, five years to get to that point. So um, but now he's utilizing those skills as part of a wider fabric. Mm -hmm. right? Like now he's fulfilled and he's feeling mm -hmm. so recognized oh, so and cool. so validated and you know, like relying so much more on his intuitive authority and it's just really beautiful to see that subtle shift mm -hmm. in like, I'm not valuable because I have this skill set. This skill set is just part of what I'm using. My overall value. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm so much bigger than just this one or two or three things yes, that I can do exactly. here. Yeah? yeah. I think we need to start seeing humans like that. Yeah. Yeah. My best friend was super burnout at her corporate job and she quit like at the beginning of January, at the end of January to make jewelry. She had been doing making jewelry as a side business for a while. Awesome. And she was, she's a self, uh, self-projected projector, three, five. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. She's I got love the, that and she's got the one eight. And I was like, this is, this is your thing. Like, and I, I get, sometimes I get nervous to give people advice. Cause I don't want to give them like, say something and they're, and then it, that's not it. Like it's wrong. But I was like, Serena, I like, I really feel like this is your thing. Like, yeah. and she was so freaked out about quitting because she's a very responsible human being, similar to me. She's <laughs> got, as you usually are, yes. Well, yes. she's got Ajna throat G. That's her deal. So she wow, was like, beautiful. she's like, this is my direction and this is what I, I'm doing. And this is how I need to be responsible in life and blah, 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 blah. And then finally she did it. And like, she's so freaking happy. Even if the, the jewelry business doesn't go the way that she wants. The fact that she left that job, she's like over the moon about it. And yeah. I'm, it's like my dream to leave my serving job. So to hear about your husband and to, and my best friend, like that they they're doing it. It's like, I don't get like, oh, jealous. I don't get like, oh, I want that. I get like so happy. And I like, I get all teary and crazy. Cause I'm like, they're doing it. They're doing it. Like they're trying the thing. And I think as a third line to watch people try stuff that they're afraid to try is really exciting and exhilarating for me yeah. because I'm like, Oh, look, you're trying the thing. Let's see what happens. Cause I don't have to be in the experiment. I can, I can observe the experiment. And yes. I think that's really, it's a really fun thing. And it's really fulfilling to me. And she said that a lot of the, a lot of the reason that she did part of the reason she did it was, was cause I, I'm, I'm, I, I was like, I gave her the support and I was like, yes, yeah. you need to do this thing. And she's not really into human design. It's not really her bag, which is fine by me. But I said, I don't really care if you know about your design or not, but like, this really feels like a good thing to try right now. Mm, let me recognize you. Yeah. Let me validate you. Yeah. I've already bought a bunch of your jewelry. Like I wear it all the time and like, she's getting these opportunities and I'm just, I'm really happy that she took the leap because she was going really back and forth with it. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it right now. And I know it's easy to tell people to quit their jobs. Like, okay, great. It's easy to tell someone that, but to do it and to take the responsibility of a life that is now unknown to you, like, you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, I get so excited. <laughs> so I'm like really excited for your Thank you. I'll pass that on to him. <laughs> and I think that yeah. this really opens them up to do what they're supposed to, like what they're really here to do and to make authentic for your husband furniture and for my friend jewelry, but to make things yeah. that are really authentic to them because now they're freed from all that stuff like corporate. I can't, I, I have never had a corporate job, so I don't know how that would go. I never lasted. I tried. I, re I really well, tried, I guess that's true. I, I did try. I tried for a very short period of time to do a, be a phone salesperson. And that was just terrible. So just terrible. No. It's just terrible. No. Yeah. 
it is I, I mean just to like wrap that up too is like I feel like as a manifester this is one of the real honors when we can start to view ourselves with more love and mm-hmm. you know, uh, more holistic acceptance um this is one of the things that we get to see that mm-hmm. like as a manifester I, I've been initiating my husband to get him yes. to this point like he would never have arrived at this <laughs> without me there being an expander and constantly you know encouraging him to allow him to to take things that he sees as huge risks right yeah. um and that's that's phenomenal I mean what what an ability what a gift to give to people especially mm-hmm. as a splenic authority because for me okay. I'm doing that in in very much like intuitive integrity yes. right like I'm saying to people I'm, I'm not telling you to like quit your job or leave your life behind just because I'm a manifester and I live large I'm doing that and I'm saying that because I intuitively feel like that's correct for you right and yeah um and I I want to be able to use my energy to catalyze you into doing that if I have this ability to offer that to you so um it's a really kind of symbiotic beautiful exchange like one of my closest friends is a um, emotional projector and you know, she's the same. She's like, God, I just love like being initiated by your energy. Like, I just take a bit of it and then I use it and I take it and I yeah. take these big journeys. And I think like, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm here for. Take yeah. it, love it, use it. I mean, this is, this is the beauty of all of it. Yeah. I love how confident you are in, in your design and, and how it works and doesn't work and, and your abilities and the things that you're here to do and not do and it's very it comes out of your mouth very moderate matter of fact like this is how it is and (laughs) I like that so much because it's very it's like you're not you don't question it you are living it and that you're confident in it and for a lot of people especially when they're starting out with human design it can be really hard to be confident in who you are and who you really truly are now that you know it's like okay now I I really want to live in this thing and I've been getting better, a lot better at it than I was before. But you have this, I don't know, it's like this energy of like very, I know who I am. Like I know who I am now. And it's, 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 I'm giving off energy to help you do the same thing. Like I want the same thing for you, but I'm not going to do anything to really hold your hand and get you there. I'm just going to give you initiating power. And the fact that you know that you don't have to do anything for mm. people that you just kind of give this off and that's enough. Like that's all, that's all you are here to do. Like that's to me, that's a really big defined heart piece of like knowing that you're just here to be you and that's all that you need to do. That's where the value is at. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whenever I- I'm talking to a defined heart or around a defined heart, I get so much confidence. Like, it's very weird. I'm like, we are confident people. Yes. (laughs) I do inherently see my own value. Yeah. It's a a nice asset. I think, yeah, I think the the defined heart because of the way it wants to provide and the way that it wants to show you its strength, I guess. To me, that's how it feels when I'm around defined hearts. It really is like, yeah, it grabs me and goes, be confident in who you are. It's almost like a path pep talk without any words it's like yeah you just be confident in what you've got and in the moment whenever I talk to someone with a fine heart I'm like and my husband has the fine heart so it really helps me to to feel confidence because I think being confident in who you are is hard enough as it is but when you have all these new tools of human design and looking at each piece and going this is a unique and wonderful part of me so is this and so is this and to be confident in all those pieces is very like me trying to be confident that people will ask me to be on the podcast is like I don't (sighs) the only way I can do it is to not do anything and then just watch what happens and so Mm -hmm. collect that evidence yeah exactly collect the evidence and the last several podcasts I've done people have asked to be on the next one I'm going to do a person, a person who I've been following for a long time and have been wanting to have on put an open invitation on, on her story. It said, I loved being in podcasts. I want to be on it. People's podcasts. This is my invitation. I'm opening it up. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I, this is what I look for. This is what I see. And so I asked her, I was like, Hey, come on podcast. And she's like, yep, let's do it. So brilliant. Brilliant. It's your energetic design in action. Yeah. 
yeah and that was like at first I was like I don't know she didn't come to me specifically and ask me but I'm gonna go for it because it feels like an invitation to me it felt like she was talking to me so I went for it yeah so uh, you're totally right you did give a lot of energy and a lot of like so I'm so glad thank you for informing me of that that makes me feel good I appreciate it (laughs) um and again thank you for coming on to chat with me because I know that you say that it's not big where you're from like some of this woo-woo shit is not as big where you're from but you have a really loud voice in the other spaces like when I looked at your Instagram and I looked at all your social media and your website and stuff I'm like dang like she has a big uh, like you have a big reach you have a big audience and thank you like I don't know how that works (laughs) so I'm just like like for me as a projector I don't know how that's going to work I guess that's how I should have worded it but to see that you attract so many manifestors and that and not just manifestors but all the other types that want to learn it's just it's very refreshing it's very cool and I felt like special that you wanted to be on my podcast so oh my gosh thank you I feel, I feel special to be allowed thank yeah. you for accepting my initiation yeah I I am just so enamored uh, by getting to play a role in um any kind of expansive possibility for non-sacrals in particular mm-hmm. to say like yeah. guess what guys we can do this differently and it does still succeed mm-hmm and, and we can do stuff right. and not just sit on the couch all day. Like I promise we can do stuff. <laughs> right. And you don't have to, you don't have to pretend to be a sacral. Like you can actually be non-sacral and you can be tired and you can take rest and yeah, we need to do it differently, but that doesn't mean we miss out. Yeah. You're not missing out on anything. You can still have a big reach and have an influence and have these connections with people and receive a lot of money and have success, whatever it is that feels correct mm-hmm. to you. All of those things are available to you. You just have to allow yourself to to walk on a very different path in order to experience have have the confidence to walk on a wildly different path and to each time someone looks at you like really that's that's the way you're gonna go you just yep this is just own it just own it yeah the more times you own it the better it feels I love that so much I think I'm gonna be owning it all next week (laughs) take it yes Um, okay. So I'm so glad you're here, but I want people to know where they can find you after this. So give us, give us your details. Where can we find you? I mostly hang out on Instagram because that just feels like the nicest place to me. I'm not a huge fan of Facebook. Don't really love it. A lot of opinionated people on there pushing themselves around. So Instagram, especially in the human design space, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my word. Yes. Like Instagram feels a lot more communal to me, which is great. So uh, I am on Instagram at the Holly Marie. Um, I also have a website, thehollymarie.com. We largely do manifesto specific things in my Mm -hmm. space, obviously, because we do manifestors. Um, so most of my products are geared towards manifestors, but I, we kind of really joyfully do. And I say we, cause I, I have a whole team of manifestors. Mm-hmm. Like I have a support staff, which is really I know, helpful. It's so girls, right? And yeah. they're all manifestors. So we have this very like collective, we, we do these things all <laughs> together. Um, and yeah, we have, we have a lot of people in our space who are non-manifestors who just, they just come to learn and to kind of get that insight because they love manifestors or mm-hmm. no manifestors or they parent or they, you know, have siblings or they have clients who are manifestors or, and that's so, that's just so gorgeous to me. That's just so wonderful. So it's not, uh, you're not excluded from our space. If you're not a manifestor, mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome, come on in, let us help you understand us a little bit better. Um, we currently have a, a manifest of VIP day. I'll be in LA at the end of March. So mm-hmm. Um, there's still some spots left for that. And um, I never really know what's coming up. <laughs> I, I love just, that. It's all all creative urges. So mm-hmm. this is the current creative urge and we'll get that out and, and we'll get it initiated and then I'll disconnect from it. And uh, the next urge will come through. It's a roller coaster ride. Yes. Join the space. Come on into the space and see what's happening at the time that you happen to hear this. Yes, I think that's wonderful. Um, and... I do really love that, like you said, you focus specifically on manifestors, but that everybody is welcome. And I got to tell you, if you don't know a manifestor, you're not, you should, because they're amazing. 
Um, but they're coming to our energy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really interesting energy to be a part of. And just like you said, it can really help initiate some of the other types into their space and into doing the thing that they are afraid to do or to move forward when they feel stuck. And so even if you're going into this space purely just to get a a little manifester boost, I mean, you're going to learn some stuff too. So (laughs) yeah, get a, get a hit. I mean, it's, they have plenty to give. We have, we have a lot. I think we're at about 7,000 people or something on Instagram. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Probably 90% of that is manifested. So yeah, even if you just need that, that initiating catalyst, mm-hmm. you know, hit, like come and, come and get it. Yeah. We have, we have a lot to give and sometimes we have too much. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take some. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a great episode and I will catch y'all on the flip side. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.